Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge and welcome to Trauma Treatment, Why PTSD and Phobias Are a Case of Bad Hypnosis and How Post-Hypnotic Suggestions Work in Emotional Problems. So you often read or hear hypnotherapists describing hypnosis and they'll often, uh, for reassuring marketing purposes, describe it as a state of relaxation similar to daydreaming. Now this is correct in that therapeutic hypnosis should be relaxing as well as energizing, but hypnosis is a natural phenomenon. And of course, that means that not all hypnosis is inevitably good, and some of it can be very bad indeed. So if we look at learning in your unconscious mind, hypnosis is a state of tightly narrowed focus of attention, a state in which we become better at learning because this narrowing of focus makes us more suggestible. The kind of learning we do in natural as as well as therapeutically induced hypnotic states tends to be Unconscious learning, or it very quickly becomes unconscious. Uh, we learn, but are not aware that we're doing so. But conscious learning also takes place in hypnotic states. So whatever you have uh, really learned thoroughly in life, you've learned in a state of greater or lesser trance. Whether it was good or bad, whether you were learning consciously or unconsciously, your attention was narrowly focused on the learning and certain elements of reality were excluded. So bad hypnosis equals bad but very effective learning. The negative emotional states of depression or anger or addiction and fear are all hypnotic. They require narrowed focus of attention in order to uh, persist and will often exclude from attention specifically those aspects of reality that contradict the symptomatic trance state. All strong emotional trance states make people more suggestible, just like the more familiar therapeutic or even stage show trance states do. In traumatized clients, if we know what to look for, we can clearly see classic post-hypnotic responses in operation. So if we think about the post-hypnotic stress disorder and post-hypnotic suggestion, a woman attending a stage hypnosis show, for example, is selected as one of the show's stars because she's an excellent hypnotic subject. While deeply hypnotized, she's given the suggestion that uh, after she comes out of trance, she will, on hearing the hypnotist say the word uh, rhubarb, tip back into a wide-awake hypnotic trance and believe she's Marilyn Monroe. Okay, This is a classic post-hypnotic suggestion used in a stage show environment. She comes out of trance and sometime later the hypnotist shouts rhubarb and before she knows it, she's acting out and believing that she's Marilyn Monroe. A man walks across a bridge and his attention is suddenly deeply and tightly focused on the muggers who are accosting him. This was a client of mine. And he believe, uh, he believes in that instant that he's going to die. So his focus is incredibly narrowed on the present situation. He's threatened with a knife to the throat and he's hypnotized by the situation. He's robbed but left unharmed. 
The following week, he tries to cross a similar bridge, not the same one, but before he knows it, finds himself reaching the same level of panic as when he was attacked on that other bridge, even though this time he's quite safe and with friends. So in this second case, we can clearly see how the post-traumatic stress response is not a result of thinking, it's not a cognitive thing, but of deep emotional conditioning, which goes quicker than the speed of thought. His narrowed attention during the attack delivered the hypnotic suggestion that bridges are dangerous places, and until he's cured, bridges continue to produce a post-hypnotic response in this man, one of terror and trauma. All post-traumatic stress disorder produces very real post-hypnotic responses in the sufferer, to the extent sometimes that some people feel as if they're right back in the original trauma. They have a sort of spontaneous hypnotic regression. They hear, feel, see, and smell everything from the original time, just as though it were happening right now. This level of wide-awake dreaming is just what we see in stage hypnosis subjects. Okay, it's, it's the same pattern. It's the same phenomenon. Mainstream psychology hasn't yet linked uh, PTSD or phobic responses to the mechanism of post-hypnotic response, but it will do so eventually. And in fact, research has found that people suffering long-term post-traumatic stress disorder are also the very same people who are better at responding to hypnosis, which of course is no surprise. They're good at going into hypnosis and being um, suggested to. So what does this mean for us therapists? We need to treat bad hypnosis with good hypnosis. It makes sense to use hypnosis to treat a hypnotic disorder, in a sense. So trying to treat trauma by getting people to think differently, as in cognitive therapy, can be both cumbersome and ineffective because the problem is not due to how people think. It's a hypnotic condition, in a sense. The man crossing the bridge knows, cognitively, that he'll probably not be mugged again, but that doesn't stop his panic response. It's not a failure of understanding. It's a hypnotic conditioning. In this case, cognitive therapy is the wrong tool for the wrong condition. Two essentially hypnotic um, treatment methods have been found to be effective for trauma. Firstly, we have EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. And this is a way of accessing the hypnotic REM state or the rapid eye movement state, which is very similar to the old watch swinging method of inducing hypnotic trance. And then we have EFT, emotional freedom technique, which uses touch to direct and focus the attention of the client whilst they're recalling a traumatic event. In my opinion, the rewind technique is the real creme de la creme of trauma treatment. Applying all the principles of comfortable and enduring relief, this approach uses hypnotically uh, disassociated memory reprocessing to put a complete stop to post-traumatic stress. Fast, safe, effective, and life-changing is the perfect example of good hypnosis to treat bad hypnosis. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com slash blog. That's unk.com slash blog.